This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Wednesday, the 5th of October, 2022. Coming up, app subscriptions. Are you a fan? Also, we're going to get into your feedback today. And we'll find out about RNIB's new See Differently campaign. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, everybody. Hey, Sean Priest. How are you? So, uh, 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 so, Stephen. How are oh. you? Uh, well, you know what? I, I was going to say, well, what are you talking about, Sean? But nah, mm. I, I must admit, I don't know what it is. I've started to feel a bit... <laughs> well, well, it's the change of weather, obviously. We're all getting sad. Scrap and, the show. Uh, That's it. We're back to yeah. weekly. Sorry, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I went to the chemist yesterday to pick up my, you know, my bin bag full of uh, drops and whatever else. Mm, do tell, yeah. Uh, no, I am telling. Yes, thank you. And then he said to me, "Oh, would you like your flu jab? Because apparently oh. I'm old oh, enough for flu jabs." Oh. But I said, "Yes, I'll come back and get one later on," and I haven't. But since then, I've got you know a bit of a sore throat and a bit of a feel like my head's a little bit stuffed up, so uh, I, I blame him. I'm very easily um, suggestible, is that a thing? So they, they suggested the flu and you got it? Immediately. Medi- yeah, as soon as I came back, that was it. I feel like I've got the can flu. We get, can so. we get a scientist on the phone? Can we check? Can we check that? Is that a thing? Let's get the boffins on it in the lab, the double tap labs. Yeah, well, that- you, know, you know what I love about the word boffin? <laughs> It's basically yes. just somebody who wears a white coat. And, you know, you never think these people who have spent years of their lives, you yeah. know, yeah. getting themselves ready to do the job that, frankly, let's be honest, without scientists, we wouldn't be here. Especially yeah, be in considering the, the last couple of years. Well, yeah, it's been thinking about the last couple of years. What would we have done without those scientists that figured out how to combat COVID, right? We would be stuffed. Yeah. The boffins. Sorry, let's call them by their proper titles. Yeah, sorry, I beg, I beg your pardon. Yes, right, boffins. Thank you. Anyway, white so, coats so and glasses. You feel... <laughs> You feel like you've um, got the cold or the flu. Yes, I'm just saying I am riding the mute button a little bit. I am uh, a little bit hoarse and froggy at the same time. Horse frog in the throat. Horse frog. Right, okay. That's my password. Um, (laughs) One, two, three. three. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we have got a lot to talk about today because uh, there's quite a lot going on. I mean, when have we not got anything to talk about? Let's be honest. You and I could throw... Someone said to me the other week, you know, you guys could, could throw a word on the table... And you guys would just come up with a show. And and I said, let's let's start Cucumber. I have to be honest, I don't have much yeah. for Cucumber, but um, certainly no, nothing this No, accessibility-wise, yeah, it, it's well, lacking. Well, there's, there's an argument. Um, but yeah, okay. So... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Um, I want to mention RNIB's new campaign. So RNIB in the UK started this new campaign which is a little bit different and a little bit out of character for them, I think. It's it's a little bit different. I used to work at the RNIB, as many people know, uh, and this is why it's quite close to my heart, what they've been doing. Um, I'm going to play you some of the new advert that they've just put out there because I've been intrigued to know, Sean, what you think about this. This is their new campaign. The, the, the whole campaign is called See Differently, and it's mm-hmm. about encouraging people to be more aware of people with sight loss and sight loss conditions and the impact that sight loss has. So it rolls quite a lot of things into one. Uh, let, let's play some of the video and uh, you can get a sense of what's going on. The video is audio described, so we can follow along. Young people play an arcade game. Hi, uh, I'm, I'm okay. Still trying to get used to it. Ava squints in class, jogs, then stares in a washroom mirror. I know it'll get worse. Outrunning Ava is almost hit by a car. The view of her blurs. The side loss. Ava's dad hugs her in eye outpatients. Her hands shake, she drops a pen. She throws her games controller with her RNIB counsellor. I didn't want help. How are you feeling today? I didn't want a cane. I didn't want anything. Ava's dad calls the RNIB helpline. But RNIB were there for me. Looking at RNIB bookshare, an illuminated keyboard. I can still do me things. Differently. She answers in class. It's not going to be easy. But that's not stopped me before. See the person, not the sight loss. See differently. RNIB. So that is the new campaign from RNIB called See Differently. Now, the, the campaign's actually been running for a while, but they've, they've formally announced it in the past week. And uh, the reason I played this in is because I think it's just really interesting to see 
how national organisations represent us as blind people. So that sh- you, you've seen this for the first time today. That's you've not you've not heard this yep. ad. You've not seen this ad before. No. So no. what's your initial thought on that? I thought it was a breath of fresh air. I thought that was really good. Um, I'm so used to. I don't want to, you know, put down any organisations at all. But I'm so used to seeing adverts that I don't relate to, of happy, smiling, older, usually blind people, mostly with guide dogs, you know, who've who've um, seemed perfectly at, at ease with their sight loss. I think mm. this is a perfect reputation. Uh, reputation representation of the things that we go through i went through this sort of feeling for years and years and years you know retinitis pigmentosa degenerative eye loss so i was losing it so slowly um i think this is fantastic because it just it it represents the truth of it i think i'm guessing that there may be some criticism about not being upbeat or not being positive enough but i i I don't see that. I think this is fantastic. Yeah, this is this is kind of where I'm at as well. I've seen a lot. I mean, I have to be honest. Most of the the response I've seen on Twitter has been positive. Most people, I think, are, are quite Good. positive. And I'm talking about blind people here who are like, actually, do you know what? This kind of this kind of actually hits home to me. I, I get this, and I think a lot of people probably do feel a little bit more closer to it. Now, of course, I think we have to say at this point that there is a huge difference between being born blind. And losing your sight later in life, at any age, frankly. <gasps> you can't say that. Well, there is. Apparently. No, right? but absolutely there is. There is. Of, course yes, there, of, I mean, course. of course there is. Someone who's born blind will have a very different view of the world because they only know one thing. You know, you Unintended. and I lost sight later in life mm-hmm. or have lost more vision later in life. We maybe started off at a bad place. It's gotten worse. And yeah. we're now where we are. So we've gone through. I, I used to talk about losing my sight again. Uh, back in 2017, when things got a bit bad for me, that's true, and yeah, uh, yeah. that's kind of how it felt because I, I was I was born into a world as a visually impaired person, and then all of a sudden I was losing vision again, and I was going through all that. And I have to say, the the frustration uh, th- that was the bit that really really got me was the the bit where uh, the, the character in the in the, in the advert there gets so frustrated. Yeah, throwing the game, throwing the games controller, you know, yeah. just just the, and, and screaming and, and anger. I, I I was there. I was that person. Yeah, and to see that represented on screen, and by the way, that's going out nationally across British television. Um, I think is great because I think you have to acknowledge that it's a very difficult thing for charities. I think for especially for organisations that raise money to do the work they do to try and paint the right image here. And I yeah. often felt this with RNIB when I worked there. I thought it's a very difficult line because on one hand you're saying, look, losing your sight is is a difficult thing. It is. But we are here to help you. And trying to say that in a way to the public that says, can you support us on this? Yeah. Because, I, I, some, I because that- someone told me once, right, they said, and it was kind of a callous comment, I think, but it was a fair point in some ways, I, I also think. They said, mm-hmm. look, the problem with sight loss is it doesn't kill you. It doesn't. Now, that's not to say yeah. people haven't taken their own lives as a result of it. That absolutely is true. Yes. But but sight loss in its of itself does not kill you. So it has a different feeling about it. it has a different a different maybe emotional response. Maybe for most people, it's seen as a sign of aging, which again this advert combats. It says this is not just for people who are old. This isn't just a thing that happens as you get older. In fact. As studies have said for many years, you can actually stave off eye conditions. You can stave off certain things like, you know, AMD or, you know, glaucoma by, you know, eating certain foods and just being aware of your diet. Mm. Now, look, I'm not going to start pretending that I'm going to become an expert on on diet or starting to tell people what to eat because I'm not the person to do that. But the fact is that that's true, that there are things that are things we can do in our lives to, to stop that. So the idea that the point is the possibly idea. Stop that! I would say not, possibly, not guaranteed. Yes, absolutely. It's different yeah. for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the point is that when it comes to this kind of of topic, there's a sense that this is age related only, and absolutely, it's not. Yeah, and that the advert no, but- gets that. It gets that. It gets the frustration, and it gets the positivity out. 
I mean, it's it's maybe a, it could be a little bit more. I would think maybe we could have no, pushed I, it a little I, bit more, but yeah. I, I think they've got the balance right there. They're saying, you know, she she doesn't sound particularly. Oh, it's okay. I've sorted it all now. I'm fine. It's, well, yeah, you know, that's true. I, yeah, I, I, I can still do what I, I I want to do. The things that make me me, but I do them differently, and that is absolutely true. Um, I, I think actually, from a fundraising point of view, I think this is far more uh, wide ranging. You know, a younger person, as you said, usually sight loss is equated to, which is why I mentioned it at the beginning. It's always an older person with a guide dog. It's seen as an old person. Exactly. And this shows, especially, you know, hugging the dad in outpatients. Exactly. I mean, that's a true experience, right? When you go to the eye hospital and you have one of those catastrophic, disastrous appointments and they actually say Mm. the words, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. And that's exactly why, I mean, I've been in there many a times cuddling my partner when she's had bad news or when I've had bad news. And I I just think this is just a a much truer, a much realer, if that's a real world. It's not a real world. No, but I made it. Realer experience. And I, yeah, I'm for it. I think this is much better. I think it, it blows away that slightly dusty um, ancient uh, institutional reputation mm. that some organisations can have. Yeah, I like. I think it. I think it's the first time I've seen a really modern, really fresh approach to this kind of campaign, and I think it's about time. Absolutely. And I think that the way they've done this is brilliant. That the character in there is visually impaired, and yeah. I think that says a lot as well. That they haven't gone out and found an actor to do this to play the part. I think they would have been absolutely slaughtered for that if they'd done that. Um, well, no, is this great. actually a real person, or is this a, an actor playing a real event? Is this a real person? What does that mean? Well, I mean, like that phone call there, was, it sounds like someone talking to an RNIB counsellor. Is that an actual, you know, someone who's going through this? Talking to, is that well, I, real... I would imagine, I imagine it's, uh, as they say in television, based on real events. Well, that's what I'm interested yeah. in. I don't know. Maybe, the, I mean, someone would ask permission that they could use this, maybe, in an advert. I don't know, but it it sounded very sounded very real to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done, RNIB. I think you know, yeah. good work there. Yeah, Perfect. Good, I good thought work. that was really good. Um, this is this is good. And you know what? In a world where people seem to be obsessed with identity, see the person, not the sight loss. I can get behind that. I, yeah, I think people absolutely. first. I'm a people first person. I'm a you know I, I say that say this very often. I am person first. I'm Stephen when I meet you. I'm not blind Stephen. Uh, and I which think is that's, funny as many of our social media accounts have blind in them because yeah well you know but that but that you know I'll, I'll answer that because i have had this allegation flung at me well you keep saying this but then you have your your twitter account is blind guy tech and i'm like that's a persona that's that's the character that i'm putting out there because that's i think it's important for people to know that i am blind in that context but that's not an identity thing that's different that's a well, persona i don't know and, and let me just say i wasn't attacking you for that because i have that all no, the time. Have, can you tell My, Yes, yes, like, <laughs> sli- slightly defensive, Stephen. But uh, no, like I have the blurred nerd, and, and it, yeah. all, most of them do have something about sight loss in my, you know, username or whatever. Um, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is hypocritical to say see the person and not the, the vision loss and do things like that. I don't know. But um, but you but you I can mean, but two things can be true at the same time, right? I can be blind. I, I'm not I into the whole. So. I'm not into the whole blind pride thing. I don't. I don't subscribe to this theory that I should somehow be proud because I happen to have an eye condition. I don't, I don't, I never understood this. I hear a lot of people talk about it. I don't mm. get it. Um, I, I, I think it's more, don't there's be other things to be it. proud. I take it but, from but, that. But, but that's, but I can get on board on that train. I think that's different to pride, if I'm honest, but I would say that for me, mm. it's more about, I am not ashamed of it. And I've kind of come to terms with it. I mean, I probably would never have used that line or, or used that name. In fact, I didn't because for a long time, uh, what was I, Tech Talk or Steve or something? It was, you know, it was always yeah, something yeah. else. And, you know, I would never have used the, the word blind in there. And I guess that's maybe me just coming to terms with it enough to actually say it out loud. Maybe but that's also where it's, it, it's coming from to some degree. Also, it does save time in some instances because you haven't well, got to explain yourself. You know? Well, so. yeah. And it's, yeah. And that's kind of it. It's a shortcut, right? Because it's like, well, yeah, look, yeah. if you're getting in touch with a, a company or you're getting in touch with someone, they don't really know much about you. It's a good way to kind of get to the point. But the key thing is on Twitter, and this is important to know, your username is not your name. My name on there is Stephen Scott, because that's yeah, who true. I am first. Yeah, 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 you're right. So, yeah. 
All right. But no, I think, no, no, I just think it's important to to talk about these things. But I I know it's a tech show and I know we're supposed to talk about tech and all this. But sometimes these things just, you know, I I only bring these up because, you know me, I like to to bring these things up. These things bubble in my mind. No, no, it's been a lot of talk about that advert. I have heard people talk. And even when I went in, because it was shown during the peak time, during Coronation Street over here in the UK. Peak time, um, yeah. So as soon as I went in, uh, my my partner said, you know, oh, I just saw an RNA. And for her to even mention it, mm-hmm. you know, it must have had some impact because usually yeah. they just, oh, you gloss over. Sorry, yeah. carry on. Um, I want to get some feedback because we've got plenty of it to talk about. Um, and, you know, it's funny, I've seen this ad from RNIB, but I feel that I'm the only person in the world that hasn't seen the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Have you watched this? Are you watching this thing? Because everybody on Netflix <laughs> is raving about this. How, why are people so obsessed by serial killers? This is my question. Now, I'm going to get very serious and boring about this because, okay. no, I haven't watched it. Uh, Sarah, my partner, <laughs> my partner, I keep saying a lot today, uh, she loves all this stuff, right? I think, why do women love this true crime stuff? But when it comes to this Dharma, everyone's talking about it. And honestly, I do have a little bit of an issue. I'm going to sound like a, a snowflake, I believe oh, they're called, or a bit like safe. But I know that, that it's been out there that the victims' families are not happy with this. They don't mm. like it. It's bringing it all back. And in a case of this, it's um, you know, so horrific, I think, actually, what do we need this? Do we need to make this an entertainment, a dramatization? There's been so many books, there's so many, you know, true crime books about it. Anyway, if if the family don't like it, honestly, I, I'm... It, it makes me feel uncomfortable. So, no, I haven't watched it. Well, there comes a point, because obviously you can only do so many true crime stories. I mean, I don't know how many serial killers there are in history. There's probably a fair few. But, you know, the, if they all end up with their own Netflix series, at some point you're going to catch up with today. And well, there the, is. And this is another issue, right? Because you're absolutely right. What about the victims? What about the families of the victims who have had to endure years of this anyway mm-hmm. And now they're being yep. faced with yet another documentary. And we see this all the time. We've seen it with lots of documentaries I, that turn I've, up. I've got, a, a, see, there's a difference between me, a distinction between a documentary and a dramatization. I, I, oh, I, was this a dramatization? I, I thought it was, as a, far I thought as it was I, a documentary. I may be wrong because I haven't watched it. Mm. But as far as I know, it's a dramatization. There's another one that's out at the minute. It's totally gone out of my head, but it's about a woman. It's Pat or Pam or something like that. And she befriended a, a woman who had cancer and she, she killed her and got her life insurance and f- set up and framed her husband at the same time. Now, they dramatised that and it's almost got a comical feel to it because this mm. woman is definitely quirky and is eccentric, the killer. Uh, but to make it comical, and that woman, I mean, that's still going through the courts and everything. And the families of, you know, the family of this woman have said, oh, oh, this is disgusting. How can you make light of this? And I think, you know, at some point, yes, true crime is really... Um, intriguing and people do love it but I do find a problem with making some sort of entertainment out of it as in now it's a funny story Just I, saw, I don't I, like it I, I saw a conversation the other week with um, someone, I won't mention the name of the person because I know that this particular individual does court a lot of controversy around wherever he goes and I'm not entirely sure I, I agree with the reasons why people think that is but anyway, he was talking about the fact that the, there does seem to be because of the fact that, that children and young people, and all us adults, frankly, have so much access on social media to the most horrific thing all the time. Hmm. You know, let, let's say, for example, uh, there was a, the example used was a crocodile eats someone in Florida, which, you know, yeah. to my, I think that happens probably every day, right? So, you know, a crocodile eats someone in Florida. And if that happened... 20, 30 years ago, no one would know about it. Probably even in Florida, people wouldn't know about it. It might not even make the local news. It might make the local news, but that's as far as it would go, right? It would get to the local news and that would be forgotten. It wouldn't end up in the New York Times. It wouldn't be, you know, front page story. But now that video is on replay everywhere. You know, everyone's watching it. Everyone's sharing it. Everyone's putting it out there. And the thing is, you become Mm -hmm. so desensitized to the horrors of the world that you kind of start to almost, well, first off, you, you come desensitized to it, so you don't mind watching it. And then in a weird way, you crave it. And I think this is the problem. Social media mm. has this continual uh, part to it, which really, you know, it, it's so obvious when you think about it. it. It's such an addictive, has has such an addictive quality to it 
that you 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 just you start consuming and then you can't get enough. And you know, you and I have talked about it. We kind of joke around about watching Facebook Watch, and you know, we're mainly listening to it. But you know, I'm going through all these videos. I do, I still do it, and I sit and I think, what am I doing? I don't know who this guy Steve is that presents some American TV show, but he continually seems to be giving out advice to people. Terrible advice, by the way. Um, get off my stage. Uh, yeah, exactly. And all this carry on. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know anything about this. But why am I sitting here consuming this? Now, the problem is that, as I've noticed, and, and YouTube does this as well, you start off watching fluffy cats playing in a bag or a sack or whatever, and they're having fun. Sorry, if you're watching cats well, in a bag, I, I, it's not there's cat. something wrong. In a, in a, in a basket. Tw- cat, that's it, basket. Yeah, whatever, right? Um. So it's a wider, wider I'm, bag. I'm worried. You definitely have been desensitised. That's in a bag. <laughs> you need to close all your media accounts immediately. Fluffy cats playing in a basket. And then the next minute you're watching a plane, you know, almost crashing into the ground or, you know, some horrific thing going on or a fight outside a, a British pub. And you think, Why yeah. am I, how did it get to here? And I, the I, problem is we're watching it, we're consuming it. And of course, the algorithm's just picking up on that and feeding up more of it. I don't know what the answer is, though. Because I absolutely agree with you, and I think uh, social media companies have so much to answer for. But it is, you know, at the end of the day, we do have a choice, and it, it plays to the the darker side of all of us, right? And well, there I, is that just, side of it, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's people who say, you know, with all these, pro- and that's kind of the point I was going to make with you about the the Jeffrey Dra- the Jeff can't speak today, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Um, not that he deserves the respect of getting his name right, but anyway, um. Mm. But, you know, the reason I think that those kind of shows click with people is because th- there is a hunger for it. There clearly is. I mean, look, the, the number one type of podcast that is downloaded out there is true crime. Yeah, and I, I get that. There I is mean, some n- that's why, fascination. And, and, and that's why yeah. tomorrow's show is, is called The Death of the Floppy Disk. We're going to, we're going to do The Death of the Floppy Disk. Oh, we're going to play gonna it in. Absolutely murder it's- it, yeah. Um, with some music, <laughs> tense music, yeah. It we'll was do 1984. That. You know, we'll do something like that. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it just, it that's the kind of content people seem to watch. Now, of course, there's always the argument that, yeah, it is the kind of content people want, but it's because that's, you know, people get the sense of that. Well, people want it, so they just keep feeding them. it, And, you know, if you fed them something else, they might like that too. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a really difficult one. But, oh, wow, we've gone off on Sorry, a tangent today. I, yeah, I took that down a serious road. I'm guessing it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> but, you know, to to bring it back to the RNIB and that video that's mm. out there, I mean, there's something that finally is out there that's actually positive, right? Something that we can say, okay, yes. that's good. At least there's something, at least there's some hope in there. Uh, there's some uh, disinfectant oh. amongst the water. Well done. That's not right. A bit of chlorine, yes. It's, it's um, bleaching yeah. the hot tub. Oh, that's a bad yeah. idea. Bad idea. It corrodes oh, yeah, the insides of the hot tub. Don't do that. And, and burns your skin. For legal reasons, please do not put bleach in your Yeah, don't, in don't put bleach tub. in hot tubs. Yeah, thanks, Sean. I don't have one. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Um, wow. Sorry, <laughs> I've thrown you. Carry on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go after all that. Uh, right, okay. What were we doing? Feedback. Yeah, this is the tech show, isn't it? Yeah, let's do some feedback. Um, I want to start... Honest. Well, honest it is. I want to start with Callum today because Callum got in touch. Now, you remember Whoa. Callum, of course. He had his problems at the bus station and he was having some issues getting around. Well, you know, we, we've been getting lots of feedback and lots of responses to Callum's concerns and issues. So he has now come back on to share his comments on that and some other stuff as well. Callum. Hey, Stephen and Sean. Hope you're both all right. Um, I know you mentioned you wanted recordings from one of the Apple Watches to see how it compares to the microphones on the Ultra. So I'm doing this on my Apple Watch Ooh. SE. Uh, this is the old SE, not the uh, not the new one. But uh, Sounds great. Hopefully it sounds all right. Well, yeah, to be fair, it, does. it probably sounds terrible when it's uh, side by side next to your like £10,000 broadcast mics. But yes. on its own, <laughs> for a watch, it's actually not bad. Yeah. Uh, thanks for doing the episode on the Amazon event. I had no idea that that event was was actually going ahead to be honest so that was that was good that was useful i think it's i think that thing about the the echo dots also being a mesh network booster is really cool because i don't know if you've got a lot of tech and if you've got a lot of smart home stuff especially you need a mesh network nowadays mm-hmm. like that is the way to go to get everything working right especially 
like the ring doorbell. I mean, my days, my, my ring doorbell was dreadful until I got a mesh um, network and that seemed to fix it. So the fact that you can get one of them for like, what, £49 and also have an Echo Dot with it is, uh, yeah, pretty cool. I've got the TP-Link mesh set up and it's from a network point of view it works really nicely really well but the app is dreadful mm. for accessibility i'm told it's better on android but on ios it's uh yeah it's pretty awful i'd love to try out the amazon eero setup and see what it's like i've heard there's Me this too. blind guy in scotland somewhere who's got one just mm. sat in a box no idea know, mm. not doing anything don't know who that is It'd be nice if he was willing to send me it wouldn't nope. it Stephen. Um, but yeah, the, the main reason I'm getting in touch anyway is just to say a quick thanks to everyone for getting in touch about the bus station thing that I emailed in about. I'm, <laughs> I'm not stuck in the bus station still. I have made it home eventually. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird one because I've only really had like brief chats with bus drivers about it really. And the impression that I get is that they do drop you off in like roughly, or they're supposed to drop you off in roughly the same area, not necessarily the same stand, but the same area, which is kind of what you'd expect, I suppose. But it doesn't seem to be. And I don't know if that's because, if that's a bit of both, when, you know, maybe they're dropping you off in a different place each time. And then also because it's such a big open space with nothing really around you and the things that are around you, for example, like the steps and the ramps and the bus stands themselves all feel the same so there's no way of telling kind of which end of the bus station you're at i think that could it's easy to kind of do that wrong turn isn't it you know that one wrong turn that kind of throws you off so maybe it's a bit bit of both there is decent um internet connection in there so well they do have wi-fi in there i've not tried that out but i imagine it wouldn't be that good but I get full 5G in the bus station. So I think Hira would work. Um, so it is something that I will try out. But I think if they will let us do it, because obviously you can make your own Navilens codes, I wonder if that is the, the kind of way to go if they'd let us put a couple in. You know, make our own little Navilens codes and then just, with their permission, put them somewhere. I mean, I guess they could even be behind the glass on the... Uh, on the stands so where uh, yeah thanks for thanks for all the comments and thanks for the suggestion of navilens as well that's that's one that i hadn't thought about but i might see about giving that one a go or i might just kind of bite the bullet and try with ira it just makes me a bit nervous video calling someone that i don't know which i'm not particularly nervous about you know privacy and stuff i'm not i'm not that bothered when it comes to that point of view. But I think oh, it's just kind of all the other times that I've done this, I've FaceTimed my wife or someone that I know. So I think kind of trying to talk to a stranger who's probably never heard of the place where I am and trying to describe to them what I need and where I need to go. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, it just makes me a bit nervous getting help off her stranger but as i said i understand that you guys are ev- literally everyone who's mentioned ira has raved about it so mm. yeah i think i will give them a go in the meantime but i'm going to look into the navi lens thing so uh this was basically a very long-winded way of saying uh <laughs> thanks for everyone's advice and suggestions and uh yeah as i said hope you guys are all well keep up the good show Thank you, Callum. That sounds good. I like the watch recording. That was um, kind of unexpected, actually, the, the audio quality on that. That's the watch SE as well. Yeah. Hey, Sandy, just as good as your Ultra, Stephen. I don't want to say that. I don't want to put no, the down, right. but it did. I think you're yep. absolutely right. I think it sounded great. I mean, I, I think the, that as a device is actually pretty cool. I mean, it's 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 a great thing to use as a recording device. Um so, Ira, I want to talk I want to, about Ira. Yeah, so do I. I was kind of listening to that thinking, wow. Okay, you go first. Okay, I totally understand the um, sort of anxiety about making that call, but I had that for the first few times. Um, after that, I feel totally at ease, totally comfortable. They are so professional about it. You know, 
welcome to Ira. I'm so and so. How can I help you? It's a funny name. Hey, how you doing? Yes, it is very funny. <laughs> Shut up. So, <laughs> I'm in the bus station. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm in the bus station. I need to find so and so stand. Can you help? Simple as that. And they just get on with it. Um, does it, does honestly, the person then ask why the stand was named after them? Right. Okay, Stephen. Uh, please, uh, you obviously want to have your say. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Just because I attacked your blind name. Go on, yeah, you attacked on. my blind name. That's what you get. Um Go on, go on of the flu, will you? Right, look, stick around. Right. We're going to be back in just a second because we need to take a break. So we'll take a quick break. We'll get your throat cleared out. Your horse, I need a drink. Your horse frog needs to be um, taken for Breaker. a walk. <laughs> I need a brew. <laughs> this is Double Tap. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at one 803 4567 You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. All right, Sean, we're going to behave now. The second half Are of we? the show, we're going to behave. Yeah. Okay, professionals, let's talk tech. Yeah, let's let's do it. Why not? Half an hour in, let's, let's start doing <laughs> let's to what it. we're here yes. for. Uh, yeah, listen, you were, you were talking about Ira before the break there. Callum, of course, having his uh, reservations about using Ira. Um, out and about so yeah, you, yeah. you've had experience of this in fact you've used it in, in some pretty you know not scary circumstances but times when you really do need some help right yeah absolutely and as I said you know they are so professional that's, that's what, where the difference between you know Ira and Be My Eyes not that there's anything wrong with Be My Eyes but you get straight to the point and they know you know the sort of help that you need, and they can get to it exactly. They're great at giving you directions and pulling up the information and letting you know what's happening while they're doing it. Absolutely fantastic! I can't recommend them enough. Plus, if you're doing it in the morning commute over here in the UK, if you use the you know if you're a free guest explorer, then you get through because no one's using it in America at that time in the morning for the UK. So it's great. Try it for free. I believe the uh, the line you're looking for there is a winner, winner, chicken dinner. No, I, it absolutely isn't, funnily enough, Steve <laughs> Scott. No, because I am an adult. Carry on. <laughs> you know something? I, I <laughs> totally get your point, Callum, about the, the nerves about calling. But And, and actually, the, the point you made about, you know, will they know my area? Or, you know, they won't have a clue where I am and I'll have to describe. It is so interesting to me. Two separate occasions, I was kind of blown away about this. One occasion was with you in Manchester. I was coming to meet you and I got the tram from Manchester City Centre to where you are. And yep. I couldn't, there was a point where I had to change from one tram to another. I think it was a Victoria or something. Victoria Station, yeah, that's right. And I had to do the changeover and I thought, and I had, my assistant was with me for most of the trip, but on this one I said, look, I'm going to go myself and I'm going to use Ida. And I come off the tram and I, I call up Ira and I'm thinking to myself, this agent won't know where I am, won't understand what I'm trying to, you know, this is an American person that's never been probably to the UK before. I know I'm generalising here, but it's yep. more likely the, the case. And I'm just going to hit them with, hey, where's this tram? And, and you know, instantly they got it. They were, oh, yep. yeah. So because what they were, what they're doing is they are looking through your camera lens. They're seeing what's in front of you and they can absolutely put two and two together very quickly. They're, they're trained agents. Well, and they're told of your location through the GPS inside their dashboard anyway. So it, it, it tells them Victoria Station tram tram stop. So they and know actually, exactly where you are. Oftentimes we don't realise how much information visually is out there. So, you yes. know, there's, I think there's these little, I can't see them, but there's the little signs that sit above the, the rail or the, the tram platforms that tell you when the next train is, where the train is going, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of information they can glean from just your surroundings. Uh, but another example which kind of blew me away was I was standing not far from my house. I'd gone to the bus stop, uh, which isn't in my house, just to clarify, in case anyone's wondering. Um, well it's not that big a house. Uh, it's got its own bus stop. But um, Bus stop to the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love that. That would be so cool. Uh, but no, I, was, I go to the bus stop and um, I wondered when the next bus was. And I thought, I wonder. All right, Because I know a lot of people, I did this as well at the beginning with Ida. I used to think it was only for visual stuff. But it's not. It's it. They can help you with all kinds of things. So I oh, called yeah. up Ira yeah. and I said, well, "Do you happen to know when the next bus is?" Now, I did. I said nothing about location 
or anything else. I didn't. T- I didn't tell them which bus stop like, I was at. I didn't tell trying them to towns. trip them up. I dare you. Well, no, no. I, I expected <laughs> them to ask me. Right. I was. Ex- yeah, I, was yeah, what, yeah. I was. And I wasn't doing it in any way to be funny about it. I just thought. I just said, "When's the next bus? Do you happen to know?" And they said, "Let me check." They knew instantly where I was because of my GPS. And they said, um, which way are you going? Because there's two routes, obviously. There's one way or the other, right? And I told them which way I was going. And they said, well, the next bus will be in five minutes. And it's the 254, and it's going to... Uh, and I was just like, wow. <laughs> they yeah. knew, how did they know this so quickly? I, honestly, I was yeah. expecting to have, to have to explain to them. So we have these things called buses, and you know they're long, and, and they've got numbers <laughs> on them. And I had to maybe explain this. And they knew everything. They just knew right away. And it really, mm-hmm. it, actually, that alone gave me the confidence to use it even more. And I think, Callum, in your case, I think there's a sense of because they're Americans, you know, they won't understand the British side of it because, you know, they're obviously they're really clued up in it. US. That's not the case. It really isn't they the case. Absolutely. They've got will. it. So yeah. that, that is something to to take heart with. And I would I would just try it. But I would suggest to you, Callum, Try it in a non-mission critical moment. <laughs> you know, when you really need help, don't make that your first call because that will add a new layer of stress. Go somewhere you know. Yeah. Go somewhere you're confident with so that you can be sure the information they're giving you is accurate. Uh, and then it kind of builds your confidence that way. And I think that's the way to to do it. It's worth a try. You, and, you know, like you said, you don't have to pay. You can pay, use the five free minutes a day. Um, yeah. And if you start wanting to use it more, you, you can pay for it, right? That's the the choice you have. But it's well worth absolutely well worth looking into. Um, and also great to hear that you're you're getting all this advice. I think Navilines is a great idea when it comes to. I believe locations. that was from Greg. Yeah, it? Was that yeah, from right. Greg? Yes, well done, Greg. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And what yeah, you know, what's to stop the staff there from putting it, as you say, behind glass or even on a sign hanging from the ceiling if they have those, you know, so it's not going to get peeled off by anyone or anything. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Listen, keep your feedback coming. Feedback at ami.ca. You can also uh, call us on one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. We're going to get to more of your feedback soon um, because lots of you have been sending in comments. But I want to turn now to a different topic. And this is about app subscriptions. Now, look, we're starting to see more and more applications on smartphones for for all kinds of things becoming subscription-based. I remember once subscribing to, kind of stupidly for about a minute, subscribing to a wallpaper app for my phone because it had like dynamic wallpapers. And they were apparently so lovely. So I I got this app and I installed it and it said, "Um, would you like to subscribe? Now, in my head, I thought, what's this worth? Two, Two quid a year, two dollars a year? $3 Yeah. $3 a year. It was $7.99 a month. Yeah, you're crazy. And then don't for, forget, you've got your screen curtain on. Yeah, yeah well, no, that's a good exactly. idea. Exactly. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, right? So you've got these beautiful wallpapers for eight quid a month. It costs less to have Netflix. Well, that's for yes. me anyway. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. Because I'm on a basic plan. But <sighs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I can get all the TV content I want. Or a wallpaper screen. I mean, it's so ridiculous. So this is becoming a thing. And why I feel is we haven't had a lot from developers themselves on why they're doing this. And it was a question I put, and anyone who's watched the uh, episode of Double Tap TV this week where we learned all about Voice Stream Suite, we heard from Winston Chen, and we had about uh, the uh, Libra set of suite of apps uh, that help you uh, read documents like Speech Central, which is a fantastic app. Ivan Nietzsche joined us on the show to talk about that. Uh, well worth going back to check. And, and you can catch the show on YouTube soon. You can get the full episode on the AMI-TV app. Uh, you can also, of course, watch the show on TV as well, on AMI-TV. Um, but the episode that went out yesterday um, featured Winston Chen. And in the conversation with Winston Chen, and I referred to the TV show that we'd be talking about it here, I asked him about this whole question of subscription because voice stream reader for and voice stream scanner, voice stream writer, they're all applications on the iOS platform and voice stream uh, reader recently came to the Mac. And when that happened, Winston decided it was time to make the whole thing into a subscription model so that instead of paying a one-off fee, you would pay a monthly fee for the app. So before we hear from Winston, I want to get your take on this. 
where, where are you when it comes to these kind of apps and subscription models versus just one-off payments? Oh, throw me under the bus. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on this one because, of course, I prefer the one-off payment for life uh, model because uh, it's what I'm used to, for one thing, and obviously for value, it's, it's better. But on the flip side of that, developers have got to make some money, otherwise apps just won't get developed. Um, and paying, you know, a five or five pounds, five dollars, whatever it is for an app, is not going to sustain any anybody, any developer at all, no matter how popular the app is. So I, I, I honestly don't know. I think subscriptions are a necessary evil for the unless we want to start paying one hundred or two hundred dollars for an app instead of the you know ninety nine cents apps or whatever it is we get now, uh, I think it's a necessary evil, if that's not too strong a word. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to hear from Winston Chen on this because I did put the question to him in our interview, and this was his response, and he talked about the reasons why he decided to make the voice stream suite of apps subscription based. Here is his reasoning for that you know when the pandemic started two two years ago um i uh you know my wife and i finally got our acts together so we're gonna work on our will um so uh um so so we did you know work with the lawyer and and answer all the questions and you know every we have you know everything is pretty simple you know we have you know one house we have cars we have, you know but the big question the thing that really gave us a lot of trouble think, in our thought process is what to do with voice stream. If I, you know, if I die, well, not even if I die, what if I, you know, I'm incapacitated uh, somehow that I can't work on it anymore. You know, there, were, there was a one time a few years ago, um, I was on, and we, I was away for, for, for the weekend and all of a sudden um, I, emails started just flooding in um, and and users wrote that uh, I can't load PDF documents anymore, um, and um, an error message pops up when I try to load PDF documents, and I and I didn't have my laptop with me, so it was sheer panic. I you know I I, I found I went to the nearest airport, got on the next flight back home, um, you know fixed the problem, um, but it was a horrifying you know really horrifying experience. Because you know what I found out is that because of a, a time issue in the in the code, um, that everybody PDF file stopped stop loading for every user, um, and, um, and 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 that experience taught me to to never be away from my laptop, um, and also taught me that wow people actually rely on this on this, you know, this app that I wrote that, you know, students were writing, I have exams Monday, I can't study. Um, and um, so really, you know, for forced me to think about like, what is it, you know, what happens to this company um, if, if I'm gone? I mean, VoiceStream at the end of the day, it's been a passion project for me personally. You know, we have, um, you know, just me, I've, developed everything or wrote everything. Um, I have a part-time employee that helps me with customer emails and that's it. And in terms of income, and I'll be you know, open about it, you know, I make all my income from VoiceStream is about what I would make if I go and join Google or, or any you know, Silicon Valley tech company as a software developer. Uh, and if I do join as an executive, I'll probably make more. I mostly will certainly make more. Um, so it's not like I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, this is not lucrative by, by, by any means. Um, and then that is a problem because if the income from this company can only support me, uh, one person, um, and if the income, you know, if, if I'm gone, I suppose the income can support another developer. How are you going to find a developer who can pick up all the code that I wrote? Because no one else in the world right now knows the code. And feel passionate enough about, about this, you know, to commit 
to working on this company, to this product. So most likely, you know, if VoiceStream, if, if, if I can't work on it anymore, VoiceStream will probably slowly wither away. And, and, and that's the thing with productivity apps. It's not like a game where you play it, you play for a while, then it's done. You know, productivity apps have to work indefinitely. People expect it to work indefinitely. Um, and, and productivity apps it works in this very complex system of, you know, software, hardware, third-party services, all the services that VoiceStream interface and integrates with. I don't know how many times I have to fix Dropbox integration issues or Google Drive integration issues. Um, a new device comes out, um, you know, the, with a different uh, screen size, form factor. Uh, Apple comes out well, with new requirements for the App Store. And, and I'm finding that I'm spending, you know, half of my time just like, you know, maintain the status quo. Um, and, and I'm finding also finding myself that I don't have a lot of time to actually work on new things. So the other half of the time I'm working on the new, this new, new product, you know, voice from reader for Mac OS. Um, so, so the bottom line is that th this company, VoiceStream, that I've created is, you know, it's really been a, been a personal passion project. I'm really, I, I, I love what I do, but it's not sustainable. Um, and, 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 I, and ultimately, I, I think, you know, for, for the user, it, it's a disservice for, for, for people who use it. Be, because people who use it, you know, you invest a lot of your time learning a, a, a product. Um, and if that product goes away, you kind of wasted a lot of time. You have to go find, you know, a, a, something else that can replace it. Um, and, and, and learning that anew. Um, so... Um, so in, in a sense, everybody benefits from a company that creates a product if the company is, is self-sustaining and is, has a future. Um, so, so, that's, so at the end of the day, that, that is, you know, I hope subscription can, um, can help VoiceStream become, become that. So, so here we are. So, I, so this is by, so subscription is in effect, in effect, I'm saying, let's do this. If this works out well, you know, um, we can turn VoiceStream into a real company. So that's Winston Chen, the creator of the VoiceStream suite. I, I thought he was very open and honest about his reasoning as to why, because he had you know, encountered a bit of flack for bringing in a subscription model, which is why we asked the question to him. And I thought that was a really interesting response. It just, look, developers are human beings too, right? I mean, he's mm. going through everything that we all go through, you know, and I think he's absolutely right. It's, it's totally justifiable. Now, of course, there is a almost a no negotiation to be made between us, the customer, and the developer about, okay, what is a reasonable monthly subscription, you know? And that's a difficult conversation to be had as well, and people aren't going to agree. But the reasons he gives there, I think, are absolutely justified. And um, yeah, I mean, he seems like a, a really nice guy who's made a, a great app that people really like using. So what's wrong with, with saying, OK, if you want me to you know, keep this going, invest in the time into it, then this is the way it's going to be. I mean, people don't have to subscribe, right? You can, oh, you I, can I remember with being, your... I remember being right at the beginning of this when, when all these apps were being launched. They were all 99p and all the rest of it, or 99 cents, whatever it was. You know, they're all very cheap. And I thought... How on earth is any of this sustainable as a business model? Because once you've paid your money, once you've got the product, that's it. You know, at some point, people will just stop buying the product because they've all bought it already. And you've either and made all you... your money and, and you haven't made much, but you've well, made it's, your it's money. It's a flash in the pan in that case, yeah. right? You, you, you take it and then you just, and as he rightfully said, you know, how many apps have I had where they have never been updated and they simply stopped working? Yeah. And that's it, it's gone, right? So... Yeah, I don't know. It is a difficult one. And I do get people who, and I'm one of those people, I do feel slightly uncomfortable with it. How many subscriptions have I got going out now a month, you know, with yeah. all these media streaming and music and whatever else. And now with apps on top, how much it all adds up. But at the same time, if we want to use the service, I think it's perfectly justifiable for the developer to say, okay, I need to, to be sustainable. I need to do it this way. So I, yeah, I like Winston. 
I think he's. Oh, Winston's a great a guy, and yeah, and yeah. I'm so glad he, he answered that question as honestly as he did, and as openly as he did. And I, I thought we really got a glimpse into the real life behind a developer because I don't think we hear that very often. Uh, we often no, it's we, not we, all we, big tech, right? Exactly. We we think of it as you know it's a huge company, you know, there's loads of people, but actually sometimes it is just one guy. And yeah. you know, when it is, how do you make that business sustainable? And and he's obviously decided this is the way he wants to do it. I'll be intrigued to hear what people think about that. Because I think it's a really interesting comment. I know it's a bit longer than we normally put in, but I just thought it was quite interesting what he said. Uh, yeah, there was what a, bit a, a would you lot. cut out? Everything exactly. was, exactly. was relevant and interesting, yeah. So yeah, our app subscription is the way to go. Well, you can uh, get in touch with us. You can email us, feedback at ami.ca. You can call us on one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Five six. No, 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 this again. I'm not, I'm not, Sorry. you're not going to start all this 860. I'm going to work on that. No, I'm not yeah. interested. No, okay. All right. So, yeah, that's 18, it for today. Just seven, to remind you that... Seven, eight. Sean. All three. Yes, sorry, carry on. Just to remind you, Four, five, Thursday, six, we have a Google event. <gasps> do we? We do. Now, oh, I don't we think... We do. No, we don't. No, we're not, we're not hosting it. Google um, thing. Oh. <laughs> but we are going to be finding out about the new Pixel 7, the new Pixel 7 Pro, and the Pixel Watch, and possibly some other stuff as well. Um, watch Ooh. yeah the new watch is coming now we may not get a chance to talk about it on the show tomorrow because I think the timing of the event will mean we won't be able to get the latest on we'll see how we go you never know we'll see how we right. uh, feel but you know mm-hmm. uh, you like an afternoon nap and so do I so that's probably means we'll, we'll get to it on Friday I call it a siesta Stephen yeah yep. yeah quite right too um <laughs> So we've got that coming up and lots more besides. Keep your feedback coming, though. Thank you for getting in touch. It really means a lot. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV, too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there, too. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping on Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.